Hi, Candice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, of course. Thank you for having me. I want to start with a very simple question. Where are you from and where do you live now? I'm originally from Marin County, right outside of San Francisco. Well, if we're getting really original, I'm from San Francisco. I was born there and was there until I was three, and then I moved to the suburbs. I now live in New York City, Manhattan. What's your favorite place in the world? I think I love my house that my mom lives in right now, and it used to be my grandparents' house. I just have so many memories there, and I think it's so special to everyone in my family. Not necessarily the actual house, but like the garden of that house, probably my favorite place in the world. What's something that you are most proud of? My relationships, not just romantic relationships, but my friendships. Um, I think I have some really great friends that I've had for most of my life. That's amazing. I think we all need more and more friends who yeah. we can count on. <laughs> How I found you was that I saw that you wrote a book. And since I'm a big reader, I'm a little more biased towards writers, I guess, when I want to meet people. I love that. That works in my favor, baby. <laughs> so, what was the experience of writing a book like? I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I got my start in my career as an internet writer, and I still write a lot on the internet. And, you know, it's very condensed. You want to try to keep it quick. You want to it's usually under a thousand words, like very fast articles. It was so nice to get to um, do something that's just like completely in my own voice for starters. It's not for another publication where I'm kind of like trying to meet someone else's brand guidelines. It's really just me. I really believe in it. And I get to dive deep and like talk to so many different people and explore something I'm interested in. So I like, I can't wait to write more books. I really, really loved the experience of that. Was there any challenge that you faced in this process? Yeah, for sure. I think even like getting a book deal is very challenging. I um, spent a lot of time working on the proposal. It didn't take me very long to get an agent. I guess looking back, it was only three months, but like those three months of getting rejected over and over again, you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. I thought this was going to go so fast. <laughs> In the end, it worked out and I love the publishing house that I wound up working with, but no, it's definitely like, it, it's um, a bruise of the ego. <laughs> <laughs> when you felt rejected, how did you keep yourself inspired? It's like two things. I think on the one hand, and I talk about this in my book, like with romantic rejection, I think it's so like a knee jerk reaction to take rejection so personally, um, whether it be like a guy rejected you or like a job didn't want you or for me, like a publishing house didn't want my book. But I think it's reminding yourself that like these things are so subjective. Like it could be one person's least favorite book, could be one person's favorite book, could have worked for someone and not for someone else. So for me, that was like, in terms of just like my ego and like my own personal situation, like that was very helpful for me to remind myself of that. The other thing I did was I just started working on other projects. And that for me, like when you ask what I'm most proud of, like I'm so happy that I wrote a book and that was so fun. But like the final product isn't necessarily that important to me. It's more just like, I obviously I hope it does well and I hope people love it, but the process of it was enjoyable for me. And I really try to focus on process and. I think it's so important for anyone who's doing anything that's in the arts. Like you have to remind yourself always, because especially if you're doing it as your career, 
it can be really hard to get caught up in like the results and if people like it and how it's perceived and things like that. So I just started new projects and that was really helpful for me. So your book is about dating and relationships. So I'm curious, what's a perfect date night for you? I live in Manhattan, as I said. So like, I would love to go to like, there's so many great restaurants. We go try out, maybe we get drinks somewhere before. I'm like classic, you know, like drink somewhere before, go to a great restaurant. It's a summer night. Maybe we can sit outside, um, go for a walk around the city, do some people watching and be home early would be ideal. (laughs) (laughs) That actually sounds really nice. Yeah. Lots of conversation. I like talking, no phones. Quality time is my love language. So (laughs) that's nice for me. And what's a dating pet peeve for you? I don't like people who fish for compliments. Like like people who like put themselves down and are trying to get you. Like, I'm just a nice guy. I never get it. Like, I hate that. Like, I hate that sort of like passive aggressive insecurity. I don't like it. I don't feed into it. And I just felt like it would happen a few times. And I just, like, it grossed me out. I hated it. (laughs) So things have really changed with COVID, right, in terms of the dating space. As someone who has written a book on the topic, what's a creative way for people to continue dating during this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious not creative way is dating apps. And I strongly believe in them. And I think they are literally factually the most popular way to meet people. So there's no reason not to do that, especially in a pandemic when everyone's doing it. But I think it's just like, you got to be more forward. Like if you're really trying to meet someone, like it's not like you have that chance of like being at the pack. Maybe if you're like in Texas or Florida, you do. But like for a lot of people, like you don't have that chance to like be at the packed bar to do this or that where you're like, oh, really mingling with people and meeting people. So I think like if you're at a table at a restaurant and you see someone sitting at another table and you otherwise may not have under normal circumstances said anything if you thought they were cute shoot your shot now's the time you just gotta do it if you're not (laughs) up for doing things on dating apps this is kind of like your only other option to be a little more forward than you otherwise might have been i was just wondering when you were talking about dating apps like how all the movies we see usually things are happening at bars that's where people meet and that's where they reach out to each other i wonder how movies of future would look like I know. I mean, it's it's definitely not as fun of a storyline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not as, like, exciting. I would think they have to acknowledge it, but I don't know. I mean, you can see elements of it in some recent movies where they'll show, like, some text on the side. Really? It's like, texting is definitely making its way into movies yeah. now. I'm just curious, like, how... How different it would be. Like fun, like maybe you match with two guys and like you like both of them and you're going on these dates with both of them and you have to pick between the two or like that. (laughs) Like a digital love triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're a writer and I love reading books, this is a question I have to ask. What are your top three all time favorite books? I loved Maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb. Oh, I love that book. Loved that book. I read it at the beginning of the pandemic and I just loved it so much. 
And then another one, this is another one that I just recently read, but Tell Me Lies by Carola Lovering. That was just like so gripping and like her descriptions were so good. And then I'll, I'll go with like a classic book that I love. Um, I love The Joy Luck Club. And for our last question, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share with us today, what would you tell us? My dad and I have a very special close relationship just in general but growing up at first he would take me to Disneyland every year and then we started going to a different country every year together and without even realizing it that was something that really shaped me shaped the way I see the world um just the way he travels in general is very like you make friends with local people and we'd like do all of these things. And like, it, it's not like just touristy. Like it was very like immersing ourselves in the cultures of like all these very different places from like Dubai to Paris to Auckland, New Zealand to just like all over the place. And just all of the like friends all over the world that we made. And just, I think opening my eyes up to like how large and yet small at the same time the world is and how many experiences we share that are so similar and things here that feel so weird might not be as weird in other countries and I don't know I think that really shaped just who I am and how I see the world and I think it was an interesting experience that I got to have that I was fortunate enough to have and sharing it with my dad was very special and probably integral to who I am so I'm going with that but I probably have something more interesting <laughs> <laughs> but that definitely is a great experience and mm-hmm. I think travel early in life can definitely shape you up to be a more open person I strongly yeah. believe that I think so. that that was the big takeaway of it is I feel like it made me aware of just how the same people are and like how just like humanity is so binding and I I think that was a really great wonderful gift that he gave me I agree thank you for answering my 11 questions and now I want to talk about your book I'm curious to know why did you decide to write this specific book so I've been in the dating space for a really long time I started at Elite Daily as a features writer which is essentially just writing about my dating life that was my first job out of college and then I sort of transitioned into, well, I really started at Cosmo. That's where I interned at first. And that's extremely sex and dating. I did articles for them in college. And then I went to Elite Daily and continued with that. And then became part of their sex and dating team. And then became their senior sex and dating writer. And then outside of that, I was writing for all these different publications. So I felt like I was very, and I still am very in tune with what's going on in terms of like modern dating. Like people write to me all the time with their stories and things like that. And I know like culturally what's going on with what we're writing on the internet, right? Like what's clicking well and like what people are interested in reading about. But I felt like there was such a disconnect between the conversation we were having online about dating and the, co- whether it be like through podcasts or articles or whatever. And the conversations that were being had, like over books, if like the most popular dating books were still all these like super prescriptive, like this is how you get the guy books that just kind of like make me want to gag thinking about it. Like I hate this idea. And I think like it had become almost like massive, like toxic notion 
that is ingrained in so many of us. And I speak really admittedly heteronormatively in the book. And even when I talk about it, I do, because I do think this is like, especially an issue for straight women. I think like, I'm a straight woman, so I can't really speak to what it's like um, as an LGBT person. But I think as a straight woman, you're just, it's so like the guys, like you're, you're doing everything to mold into this person that the guy is going to like, and like the guy needs to chase you and you need to just like be the, this perfect human that they want to chase. Every book out there is like preaching the same message. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like, why are you just not good enough the way you are? Like, why is it just being yourself enough? And so I kind of wanted to do this, do a book that acknowledge that and almost was just like a reminder that you are fine on your own and whether you have a partner or not you're complete and that insecurity and anxiety like I really think of it more as like a mental wellness book over a dating book I think it's like specific to the sort of anxiety we get in dating but like I think there's so much anxiety comes along with like trying to fit into this mold and feeling like you're failing fitting into this mold or like trying to impress someone and not quite hitting the mark and you really can set yourself free by just being like this is I am who I am and I think that was really the premise of the book coincidentally I was talking to a friend earlier today and we were talking about how media just tells us how to be how if you are to be the leading lady of your life, you have to look a certain way, you have yeah. to be a certain way, and only then men will be interested in you. So very much like what you just said. So just toxic. Yeah. And it's yeah. like if you're not fitting, the world is telling you, you are not good enough to have a healthy relationship or a successful relationship. You have to settle for, for lack of better word, losers. <laughs> men are not getting the same messages. Yes. I think it's a really big problem and it's something that like obviously I just wrote one book I'm not changing the world but like I hope to at least um, give some people a little more peace of mind. Even if we feel like we are not changing the world with what we do I think just starting a dialogue brings about some change even if it touches one person so I do think it will make a change even if you feel it small or you can't see it. Yeah like I even I get messages from women who've read the book saying how much they appreciated it or how much it like changed their perspective and like even those few messages mean so much to me like they make my day I'm like okay I helped someone you know when I was listening to you that you worked in Cosmo and you've written and then you live in New York City I was like are you the new Carrie, well, Carrie so Bradshaw <laughs> well, it's funny because the woman who wrote Sex in the City's name is Candace as well Candace Bushnell oh yeah Yes, yes. I got a lot of jokes about that. Yeah, we both <laughs> live in the West Village. I don't live there anymore, but... Um, so you're the Carrie Bradshaw of internet dating or the modern yeah. dating. <laughs> I think we're very different, but <laughs> I guess we chose similar career paths. <laughs> Are you working on any other book or any other projects right now? Yeah, so I can't say too much. But I've got a couple things in the pipeline that I'm very excited about. Definitely keep with the dating books I think like now that I've like gotten a taste I'm like it's, I, I really want to I'm almost like stepping away from I still write online a lot but like doing it as much because I want to throw myself into writing more books as I said like I just love diving into things on a deeper level I'm hoping to do another dating book and maybe a fiction book would be like a really dream come true thing if I'm able to do that as well oh maybe you can be the starting point for 
movies of the future like you know your book can have all this internet dating in it as a storyline <laughs> <laughs> if our listeners want to get in touch with you or if they want to buy the book how can they do that so the book is called just send the text and you can buy it anywhere they sell books they sell it on like amazon uh bookshop indie bound wherever you like to get your books it would be really nice of you if you wrote a nice review um on goodreads or on any of the websites i think i've got three stars on Barnes and noble and i'm pretty mad about it so if you want to buy it from there and give a good <laughs> star rating other places though it, it does have four and above so <laughs> this one Barnes and noble rating bringing me down but yeah so it's available pretty much anywhere you get you can find books well thank you candace so much for being my guest today and talking about your book and your experiences it was really so great talking to you so great talking to you thank you for having me listeners do check out her book just send the text and you can also find her on instagram for more future updates yeah find me on instagram candace jalili first and last name that's it Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening and if you like this episode please leave a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates and I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye.